Welcome to the PlayStation Experience. It is I, your boy, Dead Ninja Dev, and I'm joined by my main man down in Florida, Mr. Delvin Cox. How are you doing this morning, bro? Stop, drop, shut them down, open up shop. Oh, no, that's a rough hot riders roll. Rest in peace to one of the greatest rappers ever. Rest in peace to DMX. Yeah, that was really close. I mean... Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm sitting here going. I. I'm assuming this has to do with DMX, but yes. also copyright claim on YouTube. If they copyright claim me for singing DMX lyrics, boy, what if the world becomes? I mean, I'm. I wouldn't be at all surprised. Yeah. But I mean, who cares? Yeah. It's not like we, we don't monetize this stuff, so let them copyright claim it all they want. Rip DMX, man. Yeah, definitely. One of my favorite artists. Oh yeah, I've been uh, bumping his stuff all week, all week. Yeah, good old Earl Simmons. Definitely, man, that sucks. Yeah, big time. Gone too soon. Do you even know any of his music, Haley? Uh, I think the only one I know is X gonna give it to you, and that's because I heard it in fucking Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the go-to one that everybody knows. That one, party yeah. up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh god. Like I know I DMX about, was oh, like X gonna give it to you stuff from like the Wii U. Uh I, I know that like DMX was uh, popular, but like again, I just I really the only rap I listen to is technically white rap and it's like fucking three oh three, which is uh out there if you know what that is. They're uh what? Yeah. Their their most famous song is uh starstruck and it's like tight jeans dump, like it, it goes there and it, the video has Katy Perry and they're dancing in a fountain so yeah that does not sound like rap at all that sounds like pop no it, it's I promise you it's it's white rap I, I promise you it, like what it, is what is white rap is that like yes they, they rap about no khakis white rap that's just rap but that sounds more like pop music than no rap. I, I, just because you're Rapping doesn't make it rap. Yes. I would consider, quote-unquote, white rap, I would consider the Beastie Boys, Eminem, Third Base. That's what I would consider white rap. Action Bronson. But even that, that's still just rap. Besides Eminem, I have no idea who any of those people are. 
Because there's no such thing. It's not black rap. It's just rap. So yeah. it wouldn't be white rap. It's just it I'm, would be rap. But I'm it, calling it white rap yeah. because I know that most white people aren't successful at being rappers. The, all the ones I named are pretty successful at it. Mm-hmm. Like big time. I'm shocked that you, yeah. you don't at least, at least know the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys are huge. I mean, they're like one of the founders of like modern era rap. And you've never heard of the Beastie Boys? What? That's hi, insanity. hi. Do I look like I know what that is? Like you can't see, you but like I mean, right, right here is is literally a map of Fallout Four. I know this shit. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm I'm almost certain there's been Beastie Boys songs played in video games. I am almost yeah. certain of it. Oh I mean, yeah, Intergalactic. Yes, it's like. <laughs> that just feels like a video game. Exactly. I'm quite sure that's been played in video games and movies. I, I, I'm almost yeah. certain you've heard a Beastie Boys song before. I, I swear I'm going to get hateful comments after this episode. <laughs> nah. They won't hate you. I mean, you shouldn't get hateful comments just because you don't know something. It's just a, it's surprising. Yes. That's all. Because they're just so, like, well-known, like, worldwide. No, I, Big I got time. no clue. shocker. I mean, Axon Bronson, I can totally understand you not knowing. Third Base, I can totally understand you not knowing. But the Beastie Boys, yeah, that's a shocker. Oh, also, in case anyone's <laughs> wearing, uh, my shirt says Bad at Video Games, and it's one of my favorite shirts. It comes from FrameRateMerch.com. Oh, okay, cool. Pretty and cool. if you didn't already know, joining us, of course, is the Secretary of Spoil, the Platinum Princess, Miss Haley Nicole. I don't know who the Beastie Boys are, Miller. <laughs> Uh, right. How are you this morning? Uh, I've been awake since 5.30. That's not bad. Hi, I went to bed at 2. That's absolutely bad. I went to bed at 1 and woke up at 5. So we're close. Uh, yeah, I went to bed at like 11.30. Also, woke up at uh, 6.45. This is, that's great for me. I know my moniker is Secretary of the Spoil. I'm not spoiling, but holy shit, the ending of episode four of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What happened, Haley? Do tell. Hi! Hi, one person in this call has not seen episode three or four. Yes, let me go ruin the show for him. Of course, that's what we do here. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that's what she does here with the spoils. It's not, it's not we. It's not a we thing. That is correct. Her and Donnie, man. Her and Donnie are just like, we're going to spoil all the things and we don't give up. <laughs> anyways how 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 was like your week what have you been up to Haley? well i didn't get that job uh that job slash training program so there's that sorry to hear that sorry to hear that that's uh, disappointing that is the only interview i've gotten in six months of looking can someone help me find a job please <laughs> yeah <laughs> Seems to be a problem. Like, that 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 would be extremely helpful. Um, I started rewatching Fear the Walking Dead because they announced that the final season of The Walking Dead will be starting in in August, and the timelines are mostly connected now. So I'll rewatch Fear and then start Walking Dead over to catch up. Um, although straight up. Carol and Daryl are getting a spinoff, so I know they're safe, so kind of removes a little bit of tension from the, uh, from the show. 
Uh, also started rewatching the Vampire Diaries because I have a bountiful amount of time on my hands. Uh, also rewatching the Arrowverse while uh, Superman and Lois is on break. Um, Hold up. Define what you mean by rewatching the Arrowverse. Are you rewatching Arrow or are you rewatching all the shows from the Arrowverse? I start. I started from episode one of Arrow all the way up to the end of season two. Started season one of The Flash and season three of Arrow. Jesus Christ. And uh, I'm now up to season two of The Flash and season four of Arrow. And I have to start Supergirl because they cross over in episode 18, which is fine. I have not had a chance to uh, to start season six of Supergirl yet, but uh, soon. Do you know how many episodes is in all these shows combined? Yeah, 400. That's why I asked you, like, let's clarify that. You're going to watch the whole Arrowverse. Hi, you're, you're talking to someone who will yearly watch all 218 episodes of Smallville, so. Please Hi. find her a job. Ha, ha, have you met yes. me? <laughs> ha, have you met Good me? Good lord. <laughs> yes, yes, this this is my new webcam. Hi, Hi Donnie. <laughs> um, That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. It is. On the gaming front, I uh, haven't had a chance to pick up Outriders yet. Uh, I was planning to, and then I noticed I was low on meds, so I had to call the pharmacy first before I can buy that, because I may or may not have to pay for my hormones. Um, but I did pick up uh, Season Pass 2 for Borderlands 3, uh, and I uh, have been playing that. I had to start over, because I guess transferring your save from Border Like, I'd already done it beforehand, but apparently it's broken in that you can't earn any further trophies for the game on that same character. You have to start over to earn them. Like, it popped the location trophies in the Tales from the Liberian Slab, which is, like, the collectible trophy. But then every other trophy, like, you're locked out from earning on that character. So you have to start a new one. So I just started a new Siren over and I've been working my way through the game. KK. Also, I finished the Asgard and Jotunheim arcs in, in Valhalla. So now I'm ready for... The DLC on the 29th. Nice. I've really been like uh, teetering on getting the newer version or the, the full version of Borderlands 3. Just haven't yet pulled that trigger. Uh, I Ultimate mean, version is like, it's on sale for like 50. Uh, that's honestly, that's a good deal because uh, the like you'd get season pass one and two out of that deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and season yeah. pass one has some fantastic DLC in it. Uh, Handsome Jackpot is great. Uh, bl- Blood Guns and Tentacles is great as well. That one's Lovecraftian inspired. I haven't started uh, the uh, the last two that yet though, so yeah, we'll see. I probably won't buy. It. I'm not gonna lie. I've been tempted, but it's like I don't think I have the time to really dedicate to it right now. So it's just like, yeah, I can wait. We'll wait for it to go on sale even further, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. What about you, Devin? What you been up to, bro? Um, I finally started playing Outriders. Woo! Right. The fun gameplay, that beginning voice acting is awful. <laughs> like, it's so bad, it's good. Yeah, like <laughs> there's a part where something happens to a character, and he starts screaming, and it is the most absurd scream I've ever heard in a video game. It's almost, it's almost mm-hmm. comical how bad it is. Like. Mm-hmm. What is going on here? But I, I like it so yeah. far. It's pretty good. It plays 
actually pretty good to me. And I, I like it. I'm going to continue playing it. I didn't get too much into it because I wanted to play um, Republic Commandos, which I got as well. So, okay. I like Republic Commandos. I remember playing it a while back. It looks like a slightly prettier version of the original version of the game. And I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. It, how do I say this? It feels like saying it's a remaster is a stretch. Right. It's kind of just like, hey, let's just put this in H- HD and call it a day. It plays the same. That was a PS1 game, yeah? No, I thought it was, it was PS2. I think it's PS2. It was a PS2 yeah. Xbox original game, mm. if I remember correctly. And it still looks like a PS2 Xbox original game, just in HD. Yeah. And it plays like one. It's not, it's like, it's like, like I said, it just kind of feels like they just, hey, let's port the exact same game over and just put it in HD and stress the screen a little bit. It plays okay. I like it. I wouldn't call, some people were saying like, it's the, well, they were saying for this time it was the best like Star Wars game that ever came out of. Some people say that. I wouldn't agree with that. Not as well, as long as KOTOR existed. Uh, <laughs> like, but, not even in that genre. Like, I would say Dark Forces is better. Yeah, I agree. But me playing it, it made me realize that maybe they just should have just went on and did a full remaster of this game. A remake. A remake, yeah, remake would be yeah p- p- better. Just straight up remake this game and put the bad patch in it. I, Ooh, I think you're talking. that would have worked perfectly and it would have sold... Gangbusters. This kind of just this just kind of seems a little lazy. Like, hey, you guys want these Star Wars games? Here it is. We know it's gonna sell because it has Star Wars on it. But if they yeah. if they had to put a little bit more TLC into it, I think it could have been a great game. Right now, it's just good. It's okay. If you like Star Wars, yeah. check it out. But it's definitely a blast of the past. <laughs> I believe that. I, I was thinking about picking that one up too, but I was like, eh, nah, I'm good. I'll just pass. But it, it takes me back. It reminds me of like that that era um, of video games and everything, which is kind of cool. But I, I'd still rather play Dark Forces and Dark Forces 2. Yeah. I dumped a ton of time into those. I mean, I, I rented those games. That's how long ago that was. Yeah, I agree. I think Man. it's just. It's cool if you like the game and you remember from back in the day, but it definitely shows his age. Yeah. That's what's up. Uh, As for me, uh, this week has been busy with work, man. Just I've had some really early days, which turned into really long days. Um, But other than that, everything has been real chill. My wife keeps trying to get me to do something special for my birthday. And I'm like, look here, it's a whole pandemic. I'm good. I just want to stay home and chill and play video games. But she's like, but what about? I'm like, nah, nah. I know I'm turning 40, but we're going to redo 40 again. So it's like I'm turning 39 again. I don't want to do anything. I just don't have the energy or desire to do a whole lot. So I just want to chill and play video games and eat some good food. That's that's like, that's it. That's all I want to do. So that, that, that's been it on like the life front. Um, as far as gaming... Outriders, Outriders, Outriders. I have been loving this game. Um, it is a lot of fun. Like Delvin said, the voice acting is so bad. It's good. It's just real cheesy. Like it's just it's junk food. Like that. That's 
what it is. And it's a lot of fun um, playing either solo or with uh, friends. It's just, it's good times. It's real simple. Um, just the, the, the systems aren't overly complicated, which is really nice about it. Uh, you can just keep playing and roll through. You can put it on super, you know, baby ass baby mode and have it in world tier one or like be a try hard and put it at world, whatever your, your highest world tier level is. And you're just constantly collecting gear. You can upgrade it. There's three variants to each weapon type. So you've got several weapon types along with several variants of those. So the upgrade path and other different guns and stuff is fun, especially with the just crazy ass abilities. And when you get a nice team of people in there, all different classes, like watching all of those, uh, different skills play off each other is a lot of fun. The story is definitely like some, uh, sci-fi show level worthy nonsense um if you're into sci-fi it is it's good stuff if you're not it's gonna just seem like it's super duper nonsensical um because it's out there but i've been having a blast with it with just the gunplay the the controls the loop it's just a lot of fun it's exactly what i wanted it to be um and it's not a live service game, so I don't have to worry about, you know, missing out on, like, this week's adventure because I didn't play or whatnot. You can just play it as, as, you, as you want because there's no DLC, no live event nonsense. Just jump in, shoot some things, blow some stuff up, listen to some horrible dialogue, and uh, continue on. Now, don't so. mislead people. It's not a live service game, but it is an always online game. So, Yes, unfortunately, it is an always online game which uh, definitely hampered their, their launch last weekend, but they have been you know very transparent with everything that's been going on um, and have consistently been like working on trying to get everything up and running. And as of the last patch that came out, like depending on where you were, either last Friday night. afternoon or early Saturday morning, um, that pretty much solved all of my issues. Um, I was able to just like log in without any problems. I know the patch the that came out any problems. last night so. uh, enabled crossplay. So, yeah, that yeah. was the patch that came out Friday. Um, but like I said, depending on your region, like it was just taking a slow rollout. So, like I got it early Saturday morning at like 5 a.m., but I had friends who also got that patch like Friday afternoon. Mm. So, but yeah, that patch uh, solved the matchmaking initially for uh pc and uh playstation and then that patch went live much later for xbox to solve xbox's matchmaking as well so matchmaking should be good the servers seem to be much more stable than they were last week um like i said i've had i've had, i haven't had any issues really with it at all getting in or matchmaking with folks and playing so it's been a lot of fun and uh it's exactly what i was expecting and wanted it to be so i'm uh i'll be playing that for the near future I was pointing, I'm laughing, because I can watch my fan just blowing my flags in the background. It's like, it's, they're literally like just, like, ruffling, like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I mean. Haley's only fans. No, I, fuck <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm laughing because my camera before wasn't what like it zo like it was zooming in and out so you couldn't tell but like now that it's like focused you can just watch the flags just that's because your camera before was terrible and this one is actually good so yes yeah uh, yeah i'm you aware got a real camera now yeah not a yeah. baby camera not not exactly pleased with uh with canada though no one is. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. They're not even a real country anyway. <laughs> Stupid, uh, Thank you, South Park. 
Thank you, South Park. <laughs> Fuck South Park. All right. <laughs> Jesus. So we got a lot of questions. About the Most same of them were damn the same thing. Question. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them were the same. But we're going to go ahead and get into all your questions anyway because we love your questions. Keep them coming. So our first question comes from uh, at the Crusade Nerd. And he says, The Last of Us 2, ha- oh, The Last of Us has gotten a show, two games, and now two remasters. What else does it need? Anything. I'll take anything in that world. A third game? He also forgot comic book series it had, too. Oh, that's right. It does. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess a third game, uh, the multiplayer mode that's supposed to be coming. Um, yeah. Right. I wouldn't mind like, more comics, a, an animated series. I mean, how I mean, far do you want to go? Com- I, like, yeah. Toy line? Like, that, that world, like... <laughs> Like, yes, right now it seems overplayed, but, like, that world is, like, so interesting. Like, even if, and, you know, again, my my feelings on Abby aside, even if the next game doesn't have Abby, Ellie, Lev, uh, Dina, and they just go with completely new characters, that world is so interesting that, like, you know, be down. But then again, if the next game does feature Ellie and Abby and Lev and everybody else again, I still want to know what happens. Like, yes, I don't really like Abby as a character, but if there's another game to, like, get, you know, more time with that character where maybe I come around to her, then sure. But again, that this world is new. Like, two games does not mean that, it, that it's overhyped. It seems overhyped because everything in the news right now is like Last of Us show. Uh, you know, now they're doing a remake, although we'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> a dev's dev's title is uh is, is referencing that. Um, but like, yup. But like, it's not overdone, and it's it's definitely like there's so much to explore in that world. Whether we follow the same characters in the next game or we go with new ones, you know, like I mean, in the first game alone, there's so many like some of the notes you read are fantastic, like the story Mm -hmm. of ish like that could be a whole game on its own like the story of ish and what happened leading up to what happens in the sewers um and you know i'm gonna try not to spoil that game like because obviously clearly like the whole point of a potential remake is to get new people who haven't played it like to play it yeah um Mm -hmm. but like like when you find Ish's notes and like of course i've i have the platinum so i've collected all the collectibles in the first game but like even ish aside some of the stuff that happens in boston or not boston sorry uh, pittsburgh like some of the notes you find there about what led to the fall of of the general like camp yeah like there's there's a lot yeah yeah there's there's a whole lot they could still you know do with the world itself um so like you can get the last of a show and then have spinoffs from that show because there's just so many different avenues to take, you know, the world that Naughty Dog has created. And I mean, if this were the eighties, there definitely would be uh toys. Uh, there'd be a cereal. Um, there'd be fruit snacks. <laughs> there'd be, um, a, a high C version flavor of it. I mean, they, they Actually, would do all that, that stuff. That's so, an I mean, interesting question. What do you think a high C last of us flavor would even taste like? 
I have no idea. It would be fruit punch because it'd probably be like some kind of red blood or something like that. Who knows? But it's just it's just funny when you say what else does it need? And my mind immediately goes back to like the eighties and early nineties where you had like so many tie-ins to everything. Lunchbox. Like they did redid yeah, the lunchboxes, all the different, you know, marketing stuff that they had. And um <laughs> like when Star Wars when they when they brought out, you know, the original not the original, but they did like the new trilogy. Like they had a pog tie in. Like there was a new pog in like the LA Times every every Sunday. Like so just like that kind of stuff, like what else does it need? How 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 much time you got, buddy? Yeah. Because <laughs> they could do a whole lot. I mean, and this is out there. I'm probably the only one who wants this, but hell, even adult coloring books would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? I think this is... Old untapped market. This is the cost of being successful. When you're successful, people want more of your stuff and they want to buy everything. They keep making this stuff because people keep asking for it and people keep yeah. buying it all up, so... They're going to keep making it and people are going to keep buying it up until it gets played out, essentially. That's what kind of happened with Walking Dead, essentially. Walking I mean, Dead. Even mm-hmm. then, even then, The Walking Dead's played out, but the the first TV show, like the main The Walking Dead TV show, has 11, uh, is going to have 11 seasons total. Uh, the comic book was 193 issues. Then it got a spinoff following Negan. Um, the second show, Fear the Walking Dead, just got renewed for season seven, and it's about to air tonight, the second half of season six. Uh, they brought out a new show, The Walking Dead, The World Beyond, which is set like 10 years into the future, um, past what The Walking Dead is right now. Um, and it's like, that's a contained show that they've said is only going two seasons. Like, it's not getting renewed past season two. It's a contained show, and it's sort of meant to, like, allude to stuff that happens in the Rick movies that are coming. Like, the three. We know we're getting three Rick Grimes movies. And there's Funko Pops. Daryl and Michonne were in Fortnite. Like, The Walking Dead is played out, but people are still buying it like hotcakes. So even then, like... Yeah, as long as this stuff is profitable, yeah. and it's making a significant amount of profit, it's going to keep coming out. They're going to keep doing versions of it they know people will buy it. That's all it is to it. Yep. The world is rich enough that you can just keep going to that well because there's still plenty of untapped potential and untold stories there. So yeah, I don't think we're anywhere near done with The Last of Us. And if they keep making cool stuff, Donnie will keep adding to his shrine as long as it's not Last of Us 2 related. Yes. I mean, didn't he just <laughs> shrink his Last of Us shrine to add more stuff to like from a different franchise to that show? Yeah, and it's mainly because of, uh, you know, Last of Us 2 didn't go the way he wanted. But, like I said, if it becomes more Last of Us related, there could be more things added to his shelf. So, there it is. Our next question, in the line of more Last of Us stuff, Hollywood Bones says, the Last of Us remake, what other games don't shouldn't be getting a remake? <laughs> hmm. So he's on the side of like we don't need to remake this, which I I 100% agree. Like there doesn't need to be a remaster, another remaster, or a remake of the original Last of Us. Um, but what other games shouldn't be that are? I don't really know. Of any I, I don't know any of the. I don't know any games that are getting a remake that shouldn't like like a straight up name. remake. Yeah, oh, remake mean, remaster. I would say either way. I, I mean, I'm fine with remasters. That's why I don't, I don't want to say remake in general. Like, re- let's go with remake. Um, God awarded the 2018 one. 
Don't remake that. That, that definitely doesn't that, need a remake that or a remaster at all. No, I mean, it's less than three Not years Not now. Old. No. Well, The Last of Us isn't that necessarily old either. Uh, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but The Last of Us is ten years old in like a year and a half. That's still not old enough for a complete remake. I wouldn't. Sure it is. I wouldn't remake anything that's uh, over. Sure it is. If you want to bring it to the new console and get, make use of all those say, features. When you think of stuff that was developed on PS3 using the Cell Engine, a lot of that stuff probably needs a remake to really, you know, be viable like or I, better or to play better on a PS5. Like, like again, remake, remaster, I don't care. Give me Infamous 1 and 2. I'll buy them. Like, literally. Like, that That will sell. People will play that. Uh, I'm not a fan of Metal Gear Solid, but I know that we're probably going to get those eventually. Like, Metal Gear Solid fans will eat that stuff up. Like, what shouldn't Absolutely. be getting a remake? Uh, nothing. Because if, if the game is old enough, like, Infamous 1 is over 10 years old, and on June 11th, Infamous 2 becomes 10 years old. Perfect time to just put out a remake, like, a a bundled package on the network and just go here 40 bucks to get both games like yeah as far as what doesn't need what what else like what shouldn't be I, like I, said, I don't follow a lot of the remakes and remasters enough because a lot of times if it's it's just uh, i just don't play replay a lot of games um so as far as what shouldn't i mean bad games i guess games that you know didn't really want didn't really like draw an audience uh probably don't need to really be remade like if it didn't if it didn't work like just let it go do something new you know what game do something new you know what game i think doesn't actually need one because it still kind of holds up but i'd love one even though we're probably actually finally getting a sequel to it alan wake <laughs> i'd love to no, see, i'd played. love i'd love to see the first alan wake in the control engine I have not played Alan Wake, so I cannot add any context to that. Highly recommend it, Dev. It's a it's, he's walking around with a flashlight, right? Is there, yeah, but is you there like some actual gunplay. Yes, yes a lot of gunplay. Yeah, yeah right. it's it's a lot of gunplay. Like it's okay. literally it's literally like a third person shooter. Just to damage enemies, you need to aim the flashlight at them. So, is it on PlayStation? No, no. but it is on PC. Mm, I probably won't play it then. <laughs> not gonna lie. I mean, I know you're. Yeah. I know you're complaining about not having a new GPU, but like your PC could definitely run. Oh, it that at, doesn't like, the need a GPU. Settings. Yeah, yeah. That one doesn't need a GPU. Yeah. I just don't know that I was ever interested in Alan Wake. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll watch a video on it and see what it what it's about, and possibly play it in some lull, which I probably won't have anytime soon. <laughs> oh man, Mr. Pastor Lucas Ham says, "Hey, PSXP crew." So in about two weeks, yeah, I'll I can, be moving I can see into that, my Donnie. eighth home in 10 years. And hopefully we'll be living in this next one for the next 10 years. But you never know in the life of a missionary and pastor. So how many places have you lived in the past 10 years? Any favorite homes or memories or any plans to move in the near future? Uh, well, let's see. I got kicked out of my dad's place. Sent to Niagara Falls to live with my mom for a week before we were back in St. Catharines the next the next week which was right before grade 10 finals uh what else oh right then a year later we we, we were uh, uh 
actually, sorry, less than a year later, we were at Queenston Street, then we were at Bethlehem Place, and uh, now we're where we are, where we've been for the past... Seven years. That's a lot of moving within the first three. Yep. Wow. What about you, Delvin? Any last 10 years, have you been moved, or are you in the same place you've been for the last 10? Two places, essentially. Two. Before I lived where I live now, I lived in like a big two-bedroom house with um with a den and a huge backyard. And the rent for it was fantastic. It was real cheap. Like, I paid $800 a month. It, it, Good it, Lord. In Florida, $800 a month for the, a house, a two-bedroom house, is very cheap. And eventually, the old- I can't even imagine. Yeah. I lived there for, I want to say, almost 10 years. And then the owners, the owners sold the house to somebody who wanted to gentrify the neighborhood. So they're like, hey, uh, we'll pay you to get up out of here. And I've been living where I live at now for the- what five years now? And wow. that and that house to this day is still vacant because they tried to increase the rent to a ridiculous amount of money and they didn't realize, hey, this this area is still kind of the hood. Nobody ain't gonna pay that. So they went from my rent was um when they moved in, my rent was a thousand dollars a month. They went from a thousand dollars to two thousand dollars a month. And no one in that Jeez. area pays two thousand dollars a month for rent. Because most of the people so it's been sitting empty for five years. Yeah, Damn. they rented it to one person. Talk about a sink. Since then, and that person messed up all the stuff that was in the house and moved out like within three months. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Sometimes so, gentrification doesn't work. <laughs> gentrification, so, man, don't not, do it. Not, Just don't do it. Not even gentrification, but if they hadn't done construction in the place we moved to. Like, after I was, like, that, like, right after we were in Niagara Falls and then we were in St. Catharines the next week, if they hadn't started doing construction in the parking lot and cracking the foundation of, uh, of that building, we'd probably still be there. Like, it was a good building. Like, Mm. big space. My bedroom was not a shoebox. Um, you know, it was, it was, like, I'd say first floor, but technically you went down, like, three like a flight of stairs but it wasn't like basement basement you know what i mean like yeah yeah it like it was good so it was always like cool even without air conditioner like it was it was cool and bearable in the summer as opposed to living on the third floor of a building without central air that may be a problem oh well yeah Okay, I thought it was me that went uh, out for a second. Okay. Was it, was it me? Are we all back? <laughs> we never left. I believe we are now. <laughs> yeah, uh, we never left. You you, I, you froze up, but it's all good. We got it. <laughs> um, For me, I have lived in four apartments and the house that I'm in currently in the last 10 years. Um, since there's no kind of rent control or anything in L.A., um, that those first three places um every year they would try to jack up the rent to some obscene amount it's like yeah nah i'm not paying that so we had to move we moved like our friends were like you you guys move every year i'm like yeah because everywhere we move they keep trying to jack the rent up like way too much than what it already is so we've had to move 
and then we moved out here to Bakersfield um, and lived in like a little duplex there, a little three bedroom duplex um, for say maybe a year and a half before we moved into the house that we're in now. Um, and we're pretty happy as far as any potential possible moves in the future. Um, the person, the owner of this house is like, yeah, we're, we don't need, we're not going to renew the lease this time. So I don't know what her plan is. We've tried asking and the, the rental company said, yeah, she hasn't given us any indication. She just doesn't want to renew the lease. So who knows what that means? So we may end up having to move if she decides she wants to like sell the place or something like that. Um, if she goes up on the rent, as long as she doesn't like try to double it, then we should be fine. Like, I'm not too worried about it. Um, as far as like favorite homes or memories, like this has probably been my favorite just because watching my kids grow up and have their friends like all in the neighborhood running around like that's been the most fun just kind of watching them come into their own within the place and feeling like they have a home um it's not like an apartment has been really nice so yeah just this is definitely my favorite just for reference since i'm sure anybody watching the video version is gonna wonder why i keep moving up and down hi i'm wearing shorts leather leather chair and Legs that aren't covered by clothing, sticky. <laughs> Great googly movement. <laughs> and it's it's not even like the super summertime yet. It's no, it's literally April. It's way hotter than it normally is. <laughs> yeah, it's ninety degree days. It's been rough out here. I mean, it's 75 degrees in my apartment. I apologize. I mean, that's what I leave my AC at is 75. So that to me isn't that hot. I stay at 75. That's comfortable. Yeah. It's not. It's not. (laughs) Things keep going. Yeah, we don't need to know why you're moving. That's fine. You, You move all you want. I mean, at least we got the, a lot of questions. At so least, let's the, just at least keep the camera's not unfocusing while I move. Yeah. So, a hundred things pod wonders: Did The Last of Us need a remake? Really? I mean, really? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, it really but, doesn't. But remaster, I'd say uh, yes. We lost her again. <laughs> remaster. Remaster. Yeah. I mean, it already was remastered. Okay, I think but, maybe just a PS5 patch. Yeah, would be fine. That's fine. Um. Just the PS5 patch, I feel like it would be all it needs just to, you know, smooth out some frame rates or something like that. But other than that, I don't think it needs a remake or a remaster. Not at all. It's perfectly playable right now. What were you saying, Haley? Because you were cutting out. Oh, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't said anything yet. I was waiting until you finished. Uh, also, for reference, I think that's the first time I've seen you two disappear off my screen. So... I don't know what was happening there. Anyways, um, does it need one? No, I'm gonna take it anyways. Huh? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think just like a PS5 patch, maybe to get it to a full 4K resolution, maybe 120 frames. Who knows? I just I don't know that it needs to be redone like it still looks good still looks fine like the gameplay feels a little dated but other than that i don't i don't necessarily know that it needs this um i feel like with the show coming it's already gonna have 
maybe maybe that's why they're doing it. Maybe they're doing it because if or if they are doing it, if this is actually some truth, maybe they're remaking the game because they're doing the show and they want to have more people be able to play a game and it not feel dated when they jump into it. Yeah, or just to capture like in, like that's it could be a revenue driver. It could be like, oh my god, this game is awesome. What's the game? Oh, we can play the game now, and it's it's gonna be updated and not feel like a PS3 game. I don't know. What if, I I just I don't feel like it needs. What if it's The Last of Us, the show, the game, <laughs> and they they just reskin Joel as Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I mean, the Last of Us to show the game that would, just sounds I mean, like an awful tie-in. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Pedro Pascal was an unlockable skin, but I don't think they'll do that just because they've already said the HBO show is going to follow Joel and Ellie, but it's also going to deviate from the game at points. So that's why it's a remake. Pedro Pascal the game just changed oh actual ele- elements of it. You can. Pre-ordered to get a free Mandalorian skin, <laughs> so you can, you can turn Ellie into Baby Yoda. <laughs> if it comes to PC, somebody's definitely gonna mod that. Definitely going to mod that. That would be hilarious. So yeah, no, it doesn't. But we'll see what happens. Um, at Bland Explosion Wonders. Even though recently Sony has not been in the best spotlights in terms of news, do you think they'll be in good graces once again when the exclusives start to roll out? Yes. Of course, because general audience mostly doesn't see any of this news. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you're not, like, heavy into gaming and the gaming news, then I don't necessarily know that you're even paying this attention. So as far as most people know, like this isn't even a thing. No, they're not reading the Jason Schreier article or following all the different people on Twitter that are complaining about it. So they have no idea that this is a thing. So they're just still sitting there waiting on, you know, these PlayStation exclusives. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm almost certain there's a large amount of audience that doesn't even know that Bethesda is now owned by Microsoft. So they'll be like, hey, oh, yeah. why isn't this game on PlayStation anymore? They'll find out then. So it's kind of just like, hey, people, the general audience won't know until they know what's been going on. And that's the thing. I think the biggest hurdle for the for that audience in particular now is there's no PS5s. So that's yeah. the only thing they worry about. Like, hey, yeah. we can't get a PS5. Mm-hmm. What is going on? And eventually, if it keeps being like that, they'll, what's stopping them from saying, hey, I'll just get a Series X or get a Series S? I'm tired of waiting. Yeah. I'm sorry, is that supposed yep. to be a pony emoji that Donnie used in that sentence? It It's a goat emoji. I wasn't paying attention to him. Uh, uh, okay. yeah, Jim yeah. Ryan killing it. J- Jim, Ryan, yeah. Jim Lion Ryan. But like you said, yeah, Delvin, like my friends are not, like, they're not paying attention to any of this news at all. Like, they're, we have, I have one guy who's, like, struggling to get a PS5. He pays a little bit of attention to the news. He'll end up having both systems as it is regardless because that's just like the kind of gamer he is. But like this type of stuff, most of my friends could care less about, have no clue. And if I told them, they'd be like, okay, yeah, what? (laughs) They just wouldn't care. So, I mean, for us who like follow this stuff a little bit more, you know, closely and look at all what it does to the industry. Yeah, we care. But. I think the vast majority of people, like don't. the vast majority, yeah, they don't. This doesn't mean anything to them at all because so okay, this game is getting remade. 
Um, I don't really care. So yeah, I think it's just most people who play it looking for the new Madden, the new Two K <laughs> stuff like oh, that. So it doesn't really matter in that aspect. The general audience they play like specific games like Fortnite, yeah. Call of Duty. I think the people who like the smaller weird games like this potentially has fallout for them. But again, if they're not paying paying this like super attention, then they're not going to know. It's just going to be like, oh, PlayStation doesn't have the games that I, I like on it anymore. Let me let me see what Xbox has. So it potentially has a lot of fallout for, for people who don't necessarily pay attention to like all of the news, but it affects them indirectly in the fact that like if Sony really is, you know, not going for like, you know, the smaller, you know, riskier titles um, and they're only sticking with like the really big ones. Um, they potentially could lose, you know, a section of gamers to like, you know, Game Pass where they have all of these little weird titles or whatnot. So even though they may not follow it, it may affect them indirectly that they and they won't even know it. So it's a weird thing, but I don't it necessarily is. know that Sony is really out of the good graces. Uh, it just it depends on you know the lens that you're looking at it from. Um, it, it's just a weird space and. Once we start to see like any of these, you know, shoes dropping, like if any of these rumors and speculation become founded, like it, 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 and it becomes like big enough news for people to actually more people to pay attention than it could become a lot bigger than what it is currently. It's just like the flavor of the week right now. Yeah. Like, what the fuck did Sony mess up this time? Like literally the, the reason this all seemed like again, and I'm not saying criticism against Sony is wrong because no, like, like these companies aren't our friends. Like they just, they're there to make money. Um, but, uh, literally the only reason it seems like Sony is in the bad graces and I'm not even counting the Jason Schreier article cause we'll be talking about it later. But, like, the only reason it even seems like that is because, like, literally every week there's news about Game Pass or, like, what's like what's going on at Xbox. And that's fine. Sony's just, just like, yes, it gets frustrating that Sony's like, eh, we're just not going to say anything right now. Okay. They're probably saving yeah. it for their standard June showcase like they always do. Because, literally, like, it's not out of the norm for Sony to be quiet like this. Like, even when Sean Layden was there, it was always like this. Like... Like, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't hear anything for, like, the first four months. Then you'd start hearing things as April comes. Like, yeah, we got stuff to show you in June. Or the one year they didn't. Like, hey, we, we don't have anything to show you. Like, I, I definitely yeah. think we're going to get a June event that's, like, hey, this is what's going on with this, 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 and this. Um, as opposed to whether or not that, you know, contends for good graces or not. Who knows? Because not counting the PSVG discord and everyone who's on Twitter again, like you said, like there's a huge, like I know a bunch of people who play games. They don't follow the gaming news. They just play, they just see a new game and they're like, Oh, that looks cool. I'll buy it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a thing. It's yeah, it's, it's, and I think that it wouldn't feel like Sony was in anybody's bad grace. If, if it wasn't for game pass and all the stuff that it's been doing, like, I think when you have, the show going free to game pass mm -hmm. and then you have this article and then you have just sony's overall silence um and then you have the e3 thing where you have everybody saying they're going to be at e3 except, except sony. sony like sony it's it's just it's a lot of things that just you know this ball just keeps picking up steam basically about like so what the hell is sony doing 
And this is just typical of Sony. Like they're typically they don't say a lot. Like that was the whole complaint in that middle and back end of, of the PlayStation 4 era. Like, what is Sony doing? Why aren't they saying anything? And this, like, we forget, this is just the status quo for Sony. They're not a loud company. You know, when they have exclusives and stuff, they're going to be like, boom, boom, boom. But when they don't have anything else to show you, they're not they're not constantly putting stuff out. They don't have a Game Pass and be like, this is coming to Game Pass, this is coming to Game Pass, this is coming to Game Pass. So everybody's, like, waiting, like, what's the counterpunch? And Sony, for the most part, they just... They don't say nothing until they got something. So it's it's you get it from both ends. You get the 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 constant like hits from Xbox, the silence of Sony, and then all of these other little things that are making it into a much bigger thing of what is going on behind the scenes with Sony. So there's that. It's it's just a weird time. Yeah. Hopefully around E3 time frame um we'll start to get a better idea or indication of what they're doing and i mean as long as you know sony keeps releasing games as, as long as returnal is good as long as ratchet is good as long as this final fantasy 7 um uh whatever it is the, in, the remake remaster interlude integrate whatever yeah, it is yeah. if that's good you know as long as they keep putting uh, out these like, their exclusives and they're good then it's not gonna matter. Horizon Forbidden West, like, yeah, yeah. I don't as know. As long as that stuff keeps coming, I don't, I don't think it's really gonna. It's not. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be terrible. As long as PS Plus keeps getting decent games in it, I don't think it's gonna matter. So we'll we, we don't really know, right? So, yeah. Next question from Eat the Hype, Mister Johnny Reese himself. He says, "What does XP think of another possible release of The Last of Us?" Is that going to the well too many times or should more publishers continue to reinvest in keeping their highlight releases up to date with modern techniques? I feel like we've kind of answered this. Um, At this point, I don't. They honestly can release an 8-bit version of The Last of Us and everybody get hyped for it. Oh, they're doing it in 8-bit, 16-bit. They're doing a D-make. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just it's The Last of Us. I don't know. Uh, Donia also like wondered if like they'd add new scenes. I don't know. Um, if if this as is rumored is now back under Naughty Dog, probably not. It will probably be a straight one for one remake with the Last of Us Two engine. Um, and I'd be fine with that. Um, if they add new scenes, sure. I don't know where they would add them though, aside from maybe at the end after you know. Uh, I'm not going to spoil The Last of Us, but anybody who's played and played Last of Us 2 knows what happens at the end. It's, like, very integral to the entire plot of Last of Us Part 2. Uh, maybe they could add a scene showing what that in The Last of Us Part 1. Um, but other than that, I don't know. Maybe a scene instead of where the game ends on your way back to Jackson, um, like, when you climb the branch and then... It, goes to that last cutscene instead of it going to the last cutscene there like maybe you get to jackson and then you have that conversation i don't know stuff like that yeah um i I don't know new scenes really unless they're gonna do what they did for part two and have you play as abby in part one maybe uh in specific scenes just to like show what's going down 
then maybe. I don't know. Like, it's such a complicated situation, really, because they want to do a remake, which, okay. And, I mean, technically, they were. This is all rumors and speculation, but, again, Jason Schreier generally has a good track record. My feelings on the way he reports some stuff aside. Um, he, like, I don't know. I would be okay if it was a shot-for-shot shot remake. I think I'd be okay if they added new scenes. I don't know. It's it's all the things I know they'll definitely add if it's real. Uh, PS5 features, like adaptive triggers and haptic feedback. 100%. Uh, probably some of the environments where you're in combat are going to be opened up larger than I would assume. Um, gunplay from Last of Us 2. Um, I don't know. I'll tell you this much. I would love if there was just like, hey, this is Last of Us, the director's cut, and they just added like mm-hmm. levels that they did they originally had wanted for the game, they they couldn't have, and audio commentary from the people, the makers of the game, and things like that. That would be cool. Like, uh, that, that's already yeah. in. That's already in the uh, the, the remaster. Did you, did you not know that? Yeah, but I'm saying like more stuff. Like, hey, here's a level that was supposed to be in the game that's now in the game. Here's audio commentary yeah. for the level, and then you can like, hey. You can play play the remastered version of the game, or you could play the remake version of the game. And they're like, you know, just like little added elements yeah. of like that where you can maybe like a director's track where you could play the whole game with the director's track on, and they like each time you go to a city here and there, you're like, hey, this is what we were thinking when you got here. Just Don, Donnie Donnie yeah. says better enemy eye. Uh play on Survivor and you don't have to worry about that. So I think if they were to do like a definitive edition of the game. Um, where they added a prologue um, just to have a little bit more understanding of what happens in between the two games. If they put um, the left behind as maybe a flashback inside of the game. So when you're playing as Ellie, having a flashback to that era, so you play through that as part of the main game. Um, And then maybe something in the beginning where we play as just Joel, um, just dealing with like all of the stuff that he dealt with before even getting to Ellie. Yeah. Um, so more of a definitive edition and maybe having some of that stuff tie in um, well, yeah, after, maybe after the game, having a little bit more as far as like that prologue is concerned, like the falling out of the fireflies and everything that goes on with that to lead better into part two. Okay. So I was about to say a rounded out. I was about to say version of everything. You're asking for a prologue about like I thought you were trying to say like you're asking for a prologue uh, about after Sarah like maybe I, I but then you clarified like I I knew what you meant now so I just thought about something. What if this mm-hmm. is just they're gonna make a Last of Us collection with all three I mean, games in one package? Like here's the Last of Us all three left behind the Last of Us left and. Behind, yeah. And Last of Us 2, all in one package, but they just play the same. Would you be fine with that? I mean, that's. I mean, I already have that, so I don't. I don't really want that unless they. Yeah, I mean, if that's the only way to get like the Last of Us 2 in 60 frames and like 4K, I mean, sure, but I feel like just give me a PS5 patch for yeah. that, the same way we got one for like God of War and all that good stuff. Epilogue. That's the word I was looking for, Donnie. There Thank you, you go. Um, I don't know. Um, if they like, they've already down like established in this article that like 
if this is real, the plan is to bundle it with Last of Us Part Two for PS5. So that sounds clearly, more likely. Cl- yeah. Clearly, a PS5 version of the Last of Us Part Two exists. If that's being you know talked about as being yeah. bundled, so um, honestly, uh, no, I don't think if, if this is a sh- if this is a remake, I don't think multiplayer comes with it. I don't. I think it'll take the mass. Yeah. I, I think it'll take the Mass Effect route. Because, and this might shock people, there were people who, just like factions in Last of Us Part uh, Part 1, who genuinely loved, like, I loved factions. I did not like Mass Effect 3's multiplayer, but there were people who genuinely loved the multiplayer for Mass Effect 3, and are now upset that it's not coming with uh, the Legendary Edition. Uh, I think they will yeah. absolutely take the route of not having the multiplayer in it, specifically because I think that multiplayer game that Naughty Dog, that, that we all know is in the works in Naughty Dog because Neil's been teasing it. Um, I think that's going to be like the definitive um, factions. Thing. I'd be fine with that because I'm going to buy it anyways. So I'm definitely not going to rebuy it. <laughs> I didn't rebuy. I didn't rebuy Spider Man, so I wouldn't rebuy this. To be perfectly honest, like the games play fine already. I don't think I'd rebuy them. I would. We've got a lot more to cover, and we can get more in depth than this later on in the topic of the show. So let's move on to our next question. Delvin Junior. asks us, "What albums do we recommend?" This is a departure from all of this Last of Us it 2 is. talk, which is great. I also think I know what spurned this, because he was talking to me about music, and I recommended My Chemical Romance to him, and he's been, he's been listening to the Black Parade. I don't know that I would really recommend music to people, um, because, like, I have... If you don't have my musical taste, or you don't like rap or R&B or hip-hop, it's really hard for me to recommend yeah. music to you. Like I'm old. Not like, me. If, like, if I, I have a list. My, if I go through my Spotify list right now, it's like uh, All-Time Low, Against the Current, uh, My Chemical Romance, Paramore, uh, Haley Williams' solo stuff, Taylor Swift is like one of the only ones that's like out there for me. Then it's like Mariana's Trench, uh, Simple Plan, like just all of that is just like indie alternative rock because it's not actual rock, but like it's all like out there. And then you go even deeper and it's like Haley Kiyoko and you know, outside of Paramore and only like the first two albums, I'm not listening to none of what you just mentioned. All right. Let me give my list. <laughs> okay. I'll, hold I'll on you before you start. Hold on before you start there. Okay. Also, I'm a little biased when it comes to Paramore because if people haven't figured it out yet, I'm literally named after Haley Williams. Like we have the first, the same first and middle name. Like the only difference is I had no idea that that was the singer's name. I think you said that on the show before. I'm just bringing it up again because literally the only difference between our names, aside from her last name being Williams, is that Nicole is spelt differently. Hers is spelt with an H. Mine is not. So, all right. I'm going to give you five, and I'm going to give reasons behind them. My first pick is going to be Stevie Wonder's Songs of the Key of Life. Fantastic yeah. album that you can listen to anywhere and with anyone. I think a lot of the elements of that album still hold up very well today. And you can listen to that album right now, and people can relate to it, and it still sounds musically intact. My second one, I'm going to go Michael Jackson off the wall. 
The reason why Ray I picked Alderman off the reason why I pick off the wall because I feel like everybody's hurt thriller. Mm-hmm. And I feel like not enough people listen to Off the Wall, which is also a fantastic album. It has a little bit of more of a disco vibe to it because of when it came out. But there are some fantastic mm-hmm. songs on that album as well. My third pick, speaking of DMX, is Dark and Hell is Hot. Fantastic hip hop album. album that represents 90s rugged street mm-hmm. hip hop to its fullest. And what's interesting about that album is it shows the duality of DMX in terms of somebody who's a real mm-hmm. street dude, but also a guy who believes in Christ <laughs> and is struggling with that duality of that, like being a guy who's in the streets doing the things he's doing and also being a person who believes in God and wants to kind of go down that right path but keeps slipping and falling. So that's three. Yeah, man. Slipping in his outro is like the perfect... Yeah, man, that's good yeah. stuff. Good album. So that's three. Album. Let me give you four. The fourth one is interesting. I'm going to pick uh, Tupac. All Eyes on Me, this one, this two. Fantastic hip-hop album that represents West Coast music to its fullest. Tupac, any hip-hop fan should at least listen to that one Tupac double disc album. It's fantastic. Yep. There's no skippable songs on there. This is Tupac at his best from California Love on down. Just a fantastic album. And the fifth I'm going to give, I'm going to say Will Smith Summertime. Reason why I say say that is because, like, you know, not everybody wants to hear the cursing and hip-hop and things like that. Will Smith in the 90s, people kind of slip on. He was fantastic. Hit, hit, whether it's Big Willie's style or summertime, he made music that you can go out to and listen to when you're going to the beach. All of it's super fun, super positive, and it kind of feels like our music in terms of like, okay, we love DMX, we love pop. We're not going out here murdering people in every song and stuff like that. Will Smith's albums sound like a regular guy living a regular life enjoying aspects of that regular life and rapping about contrary to popular belief will smith is a very good rapper lyrically yeah he's really uh... good his flow his cadence all good i think if he if his stuff were to come out now it would be much more accepted because you have so many people who listen to rap that aren't that they didn't have that street struggle that we that we dealt with in the 90s yes they're a lot more like prosperous and i feel like his rap his rap now would be much more accepted by like the people the younger kids the younger generation who's listening to music now it would fit so much better i agree i, and, uh, uh, I real I, talk thought your last recommendation was gonna be like a joke like marky mark and the funky bunch no nah. <laughs> i just I, oh I, I recommend will smith because not a lot of people sleep on slip on his his talent he's very talented if you listen mm-hmm. to he has a song with his son i think it's called icon remix well, Will is spitting. He's not cursing, mm-hmm. but he is lyrically sound with his lyrics. And I think a lot of people slip on it because Will yep. Smith is an 80s rapper. Now he's, people know Will Smith as blockbuster Will. Comes out with these big time movies. But before he became a blockbuster sensation and television star, he was a very, very good rapper. Touring with like LL Cool J and everybody. Like he, yes. like they don't understand. Like that's where he started and lyrically he was he's 
really good. Yes. People just look at him like, oh, you're the bubblegum rapper. You don't curse. You don't do this. You're rapping about summertime and Big Willie style and Miami. But if you listen to his his ability to actually rap and string string lines together and similes and alliteration and everything, like he is very, very lyrically sound. And people just, they don't see that because of the era he was rapping in. Everything was about the hardcore rapper or whatnot. And people just weren't really trying to hear the positivity that Will Smith was bringing to rap at that time. Yeah. I, uh, dude, dude is good. I only know who Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch is, by the way, because of my mom. So, ah, that is Marky Mark was a thing for for uh, for anyone who doesn't know. I'm talking about Mark Wahlberg. Oh my God, it's a transformer. Yeah, <laughs> he was Marky Mark of the fun, Funky Bunch before he was Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, people yes. don't realize that. Um, yeah. I don't know how you can how you can say all eyes on me and then not be like, but you also have to listen to Life After Death. Like, I feel like you got to listen to those hand in hand. Like, I agree. I definitely agree. I just I don't know how you could. Not like you gotta have both. Did uh did, um, ev- did everyone enjoy my Mark Wahlberg and Transformers? <laughs> not at all. It's a Transformer. <laughs> yeah, your list is definitely fantastic. That is a great list of music from our generation. Yes. Um, when I think of people our age, like yeah, that's that's some um must listen to. You got some of the old school, which a lot of that stuff was inspired by. So yes. Uh, yeah. I, I I can do other ones like uh, like Christian Bale Batman and uh, Shaggy, but uh, Christian Bale Batman kind of hurts now. <laughs> Good lord! And see, now I want to also be like Chronic Two Thousand. That's a great one. That's a very oh, great man. one. I mean, you lost me like five recommendations ago. I got no idea who most of these people are. <laughs> yeah, and West that's why Smith. I said it's so hard to to recommend music because if you're not into rap. It's hard to find where is where's the enter where where do you enter where do you start with rap to actually be able to get into it if you're not into that job, it's difficult. Yeah. Shout out, thanks, Steve, for letting me know my friends playing Saints Row the Third. All right, moving I along. I don't even have Steam open; it just popped up on the side of the screen. <laughs> Our last question comes from TPTTRP over on the Discord. He says, uh, do you guys think there's a genre void in Sony's exclusive lineup? What I mean by this is third-person action-adventure games have continued to be their focus since Uncharted 3. It feels like we haven't had any notable first-person shooter exclusives recently. The most recent one that comes to mind is Killzone Shadowfall. And that was an okay game at best. I personally would like to see more first-party FPSs coming from Sony, whether that's a resistant reboot or a new IP. I don't. Uh, Sony's studios are good at third-person action adventure games and you know uh gorilla was all right with killzone but like like you said killzone was never really great resistance was probably their best and at at this current juncture i think at best you'd get resistance remasters and not a new resistance um sony would probably need to acquire uh, a studio uh to specifically like handle a first per like a first party first person shooter um while it seems like you know sony doesn't really like have anything besides that that's fine because they knock those games out of the park literally all the time and you know rumor about days gone 2 not being a thing aside uh even when their games don't hit 90s uh like yeah critics hated or 
hated. Most of them were, were like ambivalent about it, about Days Gone. But even then, yeah, okay. It was critically rated in the 70s. All right. The audience loved that thing. The, the audience loved that mm-hmm. game. And that's what Sony's good at. So. Yeah. I feel like we have enough first person shooters just in general. I don't necessarily know that Sony has to have a first party FPS game. I feel like there's enough games in that genre to fill that void to where they don't need to do it. I mean, Microsoft has Halo. That's I think the only first party FPS game they have. Everything else is made by third party. So I didn't I don't necessarily know that they need one and if they were. <laughs> Okay, but they you have can't a even, bunch you now. Can't, I mean, sure, but you can't even just count Bethesda games as first person only because Skyrim. Sorry for the hand gesture. Um, Skyrim, you can play. I most people will play it in first person, but the option to play in third person is there. It's not a straight up first person only game. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. I mean, about like the Wolfenstein. Yeah, I was talking about yeah, Wolfenstein and Doom specifically. Okay, yeah, but. But I mean, again, those those originally like when people when people think about them, the vast majority of people Gears won't first think about person. those as Xbox game. Gears isn't first person; it's third person. It's over yeah. the shoulder. I'm talking about first person. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. First person. So, yeah, I'm yelling at Donnie too. Yeah, first person only. Yeah. So, other than Halo, that's the only like actual you know first party game. So like for me, it's like yeah, okay. So if they were to do another Resistance or another. Um, you know, kill zone, sure, but I just I don't necessarily know that the need is there or that there's really a void when you have so many third parties creating first person shooters. There's so many of them. Also, ju- just putting this out there, not that this is any indication that it should or shouldn't be made, but do we do we have how kill zone performed? Because I don't think I ever heard If I'm correct, I they know. perform usually good. They sell okay, decently. Yeah, I, mean, I bought it. They sell okay, well. But aside they from aside great. from you, Dev, you being the first person I've ever heard, besides like industry professionals talk about playing Killzone, no one that I knew like growing up played Killzone, and when they saw it, like, that looks stupid. I, I don't want. I don't want to play that. Like, like I don't know anyone in my personal circle from growing up, and just now you're the first person besides like Greg Miller and people like that I've ever heard talk about like actually buying Killzone, like and that's yeah. not to say that that first person shooter shouldn't be made because all right like i'll play a first person shooter here or there like i love the wolfenstein series and you know i love i love dishonored and i mean that's not really a first person shooter oh, that's definitely not a first person shooter but it's okay. a, like it, but it's, it's like a bethesda a, game that's what it is oh it's an arcane <laughs> game there's a difference um, yeah, it's very similar. Anyways, my point being is that like I'm not opposed to playing games in first person. Like is what I'm trying to say. And mm-hmm. for like first person shooters aren't like yeah they're not usually my cup of tea. But I love Borderlands. That's first person. Um, and literally like I'm replaying through Borderlands now. And on the like it's one of the only first person shooters I've seen where I didn't need to increase the field of view to not get headaches because it's 60 FPS on mm-hmm. on PS5, and I haven't had to increase the field of view at all. Like I'm not getting headaches from playing it, which, as I've stated numerous times, I usually have to increase the field of view or just can't play at 60 frames. Like, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting situation for sure, but again, like Dev said, I really don't think there's a need for Sony themselves to handle it. Like, 
Well, I don't know. Resistance, I played the first one and then never touched anything else just because, like, my PS3 died and then, like, there was a whole thing where I had to go backwards and get, like, an original Xbox and that's what I had for a while. And then by the time I got another PS3, it was almost PS4 time, so I just never played Resistance 2 or 3, so. Well, Killzone Shadowfall sold 2.1 million copies. So that's pretty decent. Yeah, I feel like it sold well. Like none of my immediate friends played it, but that's mainly because my immediate friends are the uh, Madden, Call of Duty, Two K players. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was playing that by myself. Wait, okay, hold on. Was that at launch or total lifetime? Sales? At launch. Yeah. Oh. Total lifetime or at launch, Delvin? Let me find it now. I think that was. Um, I mean, I feel like that's probably like around launch. Because yeah, that's what I was I'm, say. Like, I'm, like I'm hoping that's launch because if that's total lifetime sales, oof. I don't think it would be that. That I don't think that would be that bad for total lifetime either because I feel like that game just came and went. It wasn't something that stuck around. There wasn't any DLC. I do there know that the DLC multiplayer. It was it was like not really story based though. No, but it was multiplayer. It was just DLC. a little bit. Yeah, multiplayer. The multiplayer. The multiplayer. Um, like had a pretty dedicated community. That was that, that much. Launch, I do by know. Okay. Do you yeah. have total lifetime yeah. numbers for it or no? That would take some looking up that I'm not gonna do right now. <laughs> yeah, but it definitely had a a serious like multiplayer community, and when they got that fifty that sixty FPS boost for um, PS Pro. Like the multiplayer community was actually super excited about that, so I do know that there was a community of people that definitely were playing Shadowfall, um, and for a launch game, like it looked and performed really well. So I just don't, I don't think they're going back to that well. And Insomniac keeps teasing Resistance stuff, so who the hell knows? I will I mean, say they this. also keep teasing Sunset Overdrive stuff. Like they're posting Sunset Overdrive every other week and Resistance stuff every other week. And again, just for people who are out there, uh, Sony owns that IP now. Like they, If they decide they want to do a Sunset Overdrive 2, they have every ability to do so. I don't know that they're going to, but that is the thing. And uh, at some point, I'm sure they'll, you know, I think Microsoft still has the publishing rights of the first one. But at that point, like, all they got to do is go, hey, like, we'll buy them off you. Like, like the there's, well, there's wealth. There's wealth. There's there's wells to draw from if if that becomes a need, but I don't think you're gonna see new ones for a while, if at all. Yeah, I will yeah. say this: I don't look at this question as only like first person shooters. I would think like I wouldn't mind seeing another PlayStation All Star Battle Royale, something like that. Like, hey, here's a PlayStation fighting game, in particular, or uh, something just a little different. No, let it let it die. It's not necessarily letting it die. It's just like, hey, we can try something in the fighting ring, especially if you're working with somebody like Capcom on fighting games and stuff like that. You know, the Street Fighter games has been exclusive to PS PlayStation for a while now. So, hey, mm-hmm. here you go. Make us a PlayStation fighting game, Capcom. Do your thing. But then, do you do you want to compete with all the other fighting yeah, games? You like, don't. does it you don't. does it make sense? Like, do you want to go against the Guilty Gear and? Uh, all of the the art of fighting stuff that they keep releasing, the samurai showdowns, the street fighters, the Mortal Kombat's, the, the injustice. injustice. Like, I feel like that 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 genre is also like has plenty of stuff in there to try to introduce a, a first party 
fighting game just for the sake of introducing a first party fighting game, I feel like those efforts could be used elsewhere. Oh yeah, I just don't don't know that it's necessary. Yeah, this, I mean, if you, if it's something simple and just you know redo a PlayStation Battle Royale, I mean, there's a community of people that are aching for that, that are looking for that. So yeah. I think that it would be fine. It's not going to be a, it's not going to sell blockbuster. It's going to be probably torn to shreds by critics. But I think that there's a community of people who would love it. I think that's the problem with this whole thing. Where if based on these reports, which we're going to get into in a minute, that PlayStation only wants to make blockbuster games, and if it's not a blockbuster, they don't want to mess with it. They're not taking. They don't want to take those risks, so you won't see them taking chances. And the only chance they really seem to take in the past few years is dreams. And look how that's turned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. real, real talk. I don't think Media Molecule survives past next year. I don't. Well, we'll get into all that just a little bit later. Let's get into these little quick stories before our big topic of the week, where we can delve a little deeper. Haley, what you got for us? Uh, just a small story. About um, IO Interactive, who uh, recently announced they're working on a 007 game, uh, and just, you know, back in January released Hitman 3, uh, and actually this month released the first of seven DLC packs, uh, each one based on uh, uh, one of the seven deadly sins, uh, the first one that they released being Greed. Um they're not just working on 007 and Hitman. They have a third unannounced game in in the works. And the article states it's a new IP. So that's interesting. I just thought I'd bring that out there. You know. Because most of the news I could find this week was all about this Schreier article. <laughs> so. It's cool. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I wonder what it could be. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting. I'm still just waiting for that 007 game. I'm that's gonna be good. That That's gonna be really good. I wonder how far out that would be, though. Like, uh, <laughs> that's knowing, gotta be a ways out. I mean, maybe knowing IO and their development cycles, like it's only been like Hitman One was 2016, Hitman Two was 2018, Hitman Three was 2021 January. So I mean, that that that's, I mean, that's all same engine, like. No, it, it a lot of hit, the same locales. Hitman Two was a new engine from Hitman One. Like it was, it was a new engine. We shall see. I know Hitman Two and Hitman Three are essentially on the same engine, just with updated features for Three. But I do yeah. actually believe they stated that Hitman Two was on a new engine from Hitman One. So, yeah, I gotta yeah. wonder: is it gonna be a departure from this type of this style of game, or is it gonna be? something with similar within you know what they're already making because that'll also decide how long it probably is going to be before we see it but i feel like it'll be a while out but it's nice to know that they've, they've got something else yeah something else cooking i mean essentially right, like, sorry I, I just i know they'll get another i know like this is the end of the current hitman trilogy but i know they'll release another one eventually like Hit, oh, yeah. hitman is 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 a great series like I only got into it with 2016's Hitman, but like I, Hitman's fantastic. So yeah, yeah, I remember playing the originals back in the PS2. Good stuff. Yeah. Now, Delvin, I didn't even click on this link, but I'm pretty sure I know what it is. You know what it is. You're saying it's a childhood dream come true. Yes, you know what it is because <laughs> you will feel exactly the same. Hasbro <laughs> is making Optimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
a voice-activated talking, transforming Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. I'm going to have to sell yes, my kids is. to get it. I mean, didn't the article state it's like $700? Yes. Exactly. But it it transforms both ways. The robot On its own. On its own. Can, not, not like can, we're doing can, it. Can, can you drive it? It's not where well, you can drive with the remote control, like a remote control car, but you can't hop inside and drive it. We're not there yet, but hopefully by 2030, this will be a car that we can hop in. Def. <laughs> I mean, I can't sell this to my son ever in life because I'll never hear the end of it and he'll be begging for it because that little boy loves Transformers. And if he saw an Optimus Prime that transforms on its own and talks, he will lose his mind. Yeah. Talks and not show him this and moves. <laughs> It's super cool. Even before Delta oh, yeah. mail, mails it to your son as an article, like just taped out, like printed <laughs> out, mailed to you and addressed to your son. I mean, I checked the mail, so he would never see that letter. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the times where if I had the money, I would send that boy this. Merry Christmas. Here you go. This is fantastic. It transforms. Awesome. It moves on its own. It talks. You can say Optimus Prime. Shoot that Decepticon. He'll say something back to you. It'll give you Autobot quotes. And it also can be updated on a regular basis to add more things. It's like if somebody oh, yeah. made a Transformer and put Siri in the Transformer. This is amazing. I uh, I feel like this has got to be like a limited run type thing. I think they say it's a limited edition, but it's $700. Which is... Yeah, man. Steve. It's well worth it, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. It's well worth it. This is. One I mean, th- that's like this would give my son a companion where he would leave me the hell alone. Yeah, this is one of the <laughs> few go. things. Go play Optimus. <laughs> yeah, one of the few things I would actually be like, yeah, I'll buy this. One of the few tech things I also have in my possession in my in my house a walking, responding BB-8 that also follows me around the house and can talk to me, and it's about the size of the one from the movies. That's dope. So That's the, dope. these type of computer robot things are my thing. I will gladly have them in my house at any time that I can see them and I can afford them. I will buy them. So our robot yeah. masters, I am on your side. Yeah. Let me get another Stimmy. I'm getting this Transformer. Yeah. <laughs> Real talk. Because that thing is dope. Yes. It is amazing. All right. Our last little story we got here is uh, from the mind of David Jaffe, best known for creating of the Twisted Metal and God of War series. He uh, says that uh, Sony has an uh, Xbox Game Pass counterpunch. I don't know how legit that is, but apparently his peoples that he still is in contact over at Sony um, say that there's definitely a counterpunch to Xbox Games Pass. Doesn't know what it is or what it would take, but they're is going to be some announcement soon. I mean, Jim Lyon Ryan even said that, like, we have more news on that, but not right now. Back in that December. That was back yeah, in December. December. So essentially, yeah. to quote Dev from to quote Dev from the Discord this week, insert Men in Black photo of the mind wipe device right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just interesting that like all this comes out and like David Jaffe of all people, who if you follow on Twitter, he's always talking some kind of craziness. It's just really funny. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, he says he's his people at Sony. You know, he's got a little inside track, and there's some kind of counterpunch coming. And much like everything else with Sony, if there is one, it's one of those wait and see type things because they don't say a whole lot about stuff until it's coming soon. Unless it's the VR stuff, which is like we're gonna tell you all about our new PS VR, and we're we're not gonna see that till 2024. You know? <laughs> um, but. I think like if they do have a counterpunch to Game Pass, they need to say something soon because that is what everybody who's paying attention is waiting for. Yeah. They're waiting for something to compete with Game Pass if it's even at all possible. I really don't know that it is, but um if there is some kind of counterpunch, they they definitely should say something by at least the E three time just to try and like shape their messaging and just shape like that conversation kind of guide it like hey we have this yes you have game pass but we have this which is our version of it or whatever so hopefully um for those that want a game pass type subscription to come to playstation hopefully this is true um and less than a rumor but we all know me i typically don't really try to follow the rumor mill um let me know when it's real but if this is true i think it'll be good for those that really want that buffet type experience of games i know probably delvin would love it because you play freaking everything yes ridiculous. i don't what? know how you have the time i don't <laughs> what if it's just <laughs> hey every you buy this service and every playstation exclusive that comes out new you get to play for free for a certain you period know. of time would that you be know. enough like hey the new god I mean, of war it would be enough I just don't know if it's financially sustainable for them. That's the problem. Yeah. They don't have the money that Microsoft has, which is yeah. I think is the biggest the biggest issue with everything going on with Sony is like they just don't have the amount of money and constant like income that Microsoft has. Like Microsoft, like when you look into the, like their, their reports and stuff, they don't care about Xbox. <laughs> Microsoft is still Office 365 windows teams all of that stuff it's like yeah we also have xbox and we'll just keep pouring money into it because like you know we we have that and that's that's fine sony doesn't have that sony like if playstation doesn't do well sony doesn't do well if xbox doesn't do well microsoft doesn't care it's like uh we'll, we'll just shutter it it's no big deal or if it doesn't do well you know we like we like what uh you know they're doing over there so we're gonna keep putting money into it sony like they don't have that option so for them to try to release all of their games into a Game Pass subscription, unless they get a huge subscriber base, it's just not gonna it's not gonna do well for them. Yeah. Well, they can't afford it. Well, they're, they're not doing that. It's no point of doing it. Honestly speaking, that, that's what I say. Yeah, they're I not gonna know go all the way. Be. It's no point of doing. It. <laughs> yep. I mean, I even think that if they were to do something where, like, a year later, all the PlayStation games come into it. Because a year later, most of the PlayStation exclusives are 20 30 bucks. They go into, like, the greatest hits if they've done well or whatnot. Um, so if they were to be able to do some kind of thing with PS Now where, yeah, all, all PlayStation exclusives will come into PS Now a year after launch, I think you'll get some of those people... Um, who are already the wait-and-see type gamers who are going to subscribe to PlayStation Now. Like, for example... Lucas Hamswisher. Like he is somebody who was a wait and see gamer. I think that if you were able to pay sixty bucks a year for um PS Now that gave you all the PlayStation exclusives, I think he would definitely subscribe to that because a year later he's gonna get all the games that he's been waiting for anyway that he was waiting to play. So I think 
that'd be good um for that type of gamer i just don't know and i don't think that that's gonna you know stop a lot of your day one people from actually still picking up day one yeah like for me i'm still gonna pick those games up day one i'm like i'm not even gonna worry with ps plus like i'm if it's a game that i want to play when it comes out i'm gonna play it i'm not gonna wait for it to come to ps now but i think there's a subset of people who love that value and will so if it's something like that i think it could be viable but otherwise i don't i don't really know yeah and that's the problem with it. Either you go all the way or you don't do it. There's no really halfway point in this, really. I mean, sure there mm-hmm. is. Here, here's the thing. Yes, Sony doesn't have the cash. And honestly, it because your question, Delvin, are they going to put all their games there day and day? No. I think a year after is too far still. I think six months would would probably benefit them in the long term. I just don't know that they're going to, like, if this is just an upgrade to PS Now, they're not going to get what they want out of it. I'm sorry, but they're not. It would need to be a completely new service, which, again, Sony doesn't really have the money for. Like, and this is my problem. You need to fix PS Now. Yeah. Make it downloadable everything. Make the PS5, PS3 games to be emulated and downloaded. It just needs to be overhauled. They uh, also need to make DLC available th- to for these games because for the ps4 games it's available but again and i brought this up last week if i want to go play fallout 3 right now i end up playing the base game of fallout 3 because that's I, why it needs to be emulation and not running streaming it needs to be emulated on the system where you can actually download the game a lot of that has to do with just the cell engine and how hard it is to emulate and play that's that's why that dlc isn't available so that's why the engine needs an overhaul. PS Now needs a complete overhaul as far as how it works. Kill Now. On make, both make PC and this. But they, like, they kind of... I don't know if you need to kill Now. They put too much money in it to just kill it. But they kind of they kind of give the exclusives away on Now anyway. They don't do it like... They do it like a year later anyway. You see Sp- Spider-Man's been on there. I think God of War was on there at Spider-Man's one point. Spider-Man's gone. They're not there all the time. But, they, but pull gone. they pull them off. But that's off. what I'm saying. Like, So it's kind of the same thing. So it's, No. It's not though, because Microsoft doesn't pull their exclusives out of Game Pass. They stay there. They're they're there. Yeah. They're not leaving. That'd be the difference. They would need to let not pull them. But they all go there eventually. The problem is they just also get pulled. Yeah, but if you, if you're gonna like I said, if you're gonna go halfway with it, I, I don't see a point in doing it because like I said, the exclusives go there anyway. Yeah. And most of the, like if if you're gonna wait six months to play Uncharted Five, most people just go buy it anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting six months to play Uncharted Five. That's my point. Most this people, system, this service is not for you. That's what I'm saying. Most people just go buy it anyway. You don't have to wait like six months to play the next God of War game. Most people, even the common artists, they gonna see God of War and still like, I'll just buy it now instead of waiting six months. Yep. And that's like I said. That for me, I, I would I would just buy it now. But there's a lot of people who would be like, oh, I can wait a year. I'm fine. I've got plenty of games to play. I've got this backlog of old games I'm playing anyway. So I can wait a year. Like Lucas, for example, from PSVG. Like he plays a lot of older stuff when it comes out. He'll rent it from the library or he'll get it at a discounted rate. So like, and he plays Spider-Man on PS now. So something like that for him, I think this is a very good service. Like he can play games when they come to the service in a year and he'll be fine with it. There's a, there's a huge subset of those gamers who don't, who aren't always playing everything as soon as it comes out and they're okay to wait a year if they got a great deal on it. 
So again, like you said, it needs to be a go big or go home situation. Yeah. Don't, don't half step into it. I, I would think I mean, like that's what PS now is. It's like a half step. Like I said, <laughs> it I would, needs to be a full step. It would have to be super like HBO Max. Like, hey, you can play The Last of Us day one for the thirty days. Then it's gone. <laughs> it's not coming back. It has to be something like that. Make people jump on it for those month month subscriptions because. If they're just like, hey, six months down the line, you can play this. People are like, I don't care. This, I can just go on Game Pass and play the newest Halo game right now. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what, if anything, this counter. If anything even be. comes out of this, because Jim Lion Ryan. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Speaking of Jim Lion Ryan and craziness going on at Sony, the Jason Schreier article. Sony's obsession with blockbusters is stirring unrest within the PlayStation empire. So this is just like shenanigans and craziness. Like when you like read it and you, you look deep into it, it's just like, wow, is if this is truth, you know, it's just crazy. Like the ideas of what they've done with like that small visual art service team, um, like 30 developers from all these different studios working on creating a remake of The Last of Us, bringing in a small team of Sony Ben to work on that and also to work on an Uncharted game to the point where Ben was like, look, we're worried about getting, you know, you know, absorbed by Naughty Dog. Can we stop working on this so we can do our own thing? The possibility of them saying, yeah, we're not making a Days, ago, days Gone 2. Y'all work on this Uncharted game. But now they're they're off and they're actually doing their own IP. Like the idea of them of Sony only focusing on their triple A blockbusters and just kind of abandoning the smaller stuff, like putting out Concrete Genie and letting it die, um, putting out Dreams, but not you know really having any backing behind it. Like this is not new for Sony. Like we've seen this from them, where they will release these smaller t- titles to like no fanfare and really only put a lot of fanfare towards a triple a so like people complaining about them not supporting anything but triple a titles this is not new they've been doing that that they've been doing that since the ps4 they release the smaller titles but they don't back them anywhere near as big as they back or anything at all the way they back a god of war or a horizon or anything triple a i mean they're straight not up, new they straight up threw concrete genie out there and let it die it died like the day it came out like yeah. This, this, is... this is not a new thing. <laughs> so people complaining about, about you know, Sony not backing the smaller stuff, like, it's it's not new. I mean, yeah, it's not new. It's definitely concerning if, and again, critics aren't the end-all be-all. Critics were in the wrong about Days Gone, and Sony still said no. Because, again, rumored is, yeah, Sony said no to Days Gone 2, Bend was put to work on that Uncharted project, and now they're they asked to be taken off of it, and now they're um, now they're working on their own new IP. It's not Days Gone Two, which sucks. A because of how Days Gone ended, and B because I definitely think the Days Gone Two would have done well, like extremely well. Yeah. I mean, and that's the rumor. Hopefully, it's not true, and they are working on you know Days Gone Two as well as maybe a new IP. Who knows? I mean, it's hard to say because a lot of this is just all speculative and, and rumor. Like Jason Schreier usually gets some some good stuff. You know, he does have a good track record of un you know unearthing some of the things we don't really know about the seedy underbelly of of craziness that goes on in the gaming industry. Um, 
But you never know. You never know. Yeah. And it's also most of these things are based off what people tell them. So the truth is only up to what you've been told. So they can say, like, hey, Sony does want us working on Days Gone 2. It could be true, but it could be a little skewed. They'd be like, maybe they don't want you working on Days Gone 2 right now. You know? Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of tricky with these type of things. It's hard to speculate on rumor and speculation because we don't really know the, the whole story behind it. And yeah, Jason's trying to get a lot of things right, but it's only based on what he's told. And he, he, it could be wrong on this. He could be right on this. But we don't really know until we start seeing the fruits of labor in terms of how this works out. And I, I'm i always for a new IP because new IP makes for new hits. Like if we didn't get new IP, yeah. we wouldn't have gotten days going in the first place. We wouldn't have gotten and Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2018 is quote unquote a new IP. It's based off of a a known character, but it's so it does it's it's just a tricky situation. And I want to see Sony grow and they're gonna always chase the blockbusters. That's not something yeah. that's gonna ever stop with them. Because the blockbusters will work for them. They're literally making a thousand and one things for the last of us as we speak. So it's just kind of like, hey. Good. Inject everything but the cordyceps virus into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing is that like they originally, apparently, according to this article, they originally planned to remake the first Uncharted, but it would be too expensive and added too much design work, and that's what led to them according to this 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 article led to them remaking the the last of us i guess because I, technically it would be easier to to remake because it was much later in the ps3's generation than the original uncharted which i mean if you play that remake it's like or the remaster it's like ooh, this is i rough. mean if you if you think about it uncharted one is like 14 years old Mm-hmm. yeah i mean <sighs> The question is, like, what do you come to Sony for? Do you come to PlayStation for their AAA third-person action-adventure games, or are you coming for the concrete genies and the dreams and things of that nature? I I just, I don't know. I feel like from a business perspective, yeah, it's worrying um, from an overall, you know, gaming perspective, but for the, the PlayStation gamer, like what are we coming to PlayStation for? Honestly, we, like I said, are we coming for dreams and, and concrete genie and some of their smaller titles? Or are we coming for the uncharted's the God of wars, the last of us, the horizons? Like, what are you playing PS five for? I honestly you, come for both PlayStation four. I come for both. I, like I liked concrete genie, but I just couldn't like the motion controls weren't great for it. And even when you turn them off, the control schemes, not, great for concrete genie but like i don't know playstation has some good indie stuff but i don't come to a console because of its exclusives and i know i'm the odd one out here i like the controller on the playstation system better uh just because literally aside from the snes like playstation 2 was what i had for the longest time um once i was like physically able to remember controller configurations you know like what i'm used to i come to sony or i came to sony because of that and then i've stayed now because the trophy system i like i like achievements as well but like generally i come to sony for the trophy system because on the xbox and i know some games are kind of working through this now but um 
I get all the trophies for a game, and then DLC comes out, yeah, my percentage for the game goes down, but everyone knows I completed the original stack because there's a little icon next to it that tells you, hey, I got all these, all, I got all the original achievements. Like, this, this stack right here, yes, my percentage is no longer 100%, but this icon tells you that, hey, this person 100% of the game, and now there's DLC for it that they haven't played or they don't own yet, but you still know they completed the game. Whereas on Xbox, and perfect example, this is Sunset Overdrive. I was at like 860 for Sunset Overdrive, and then they released DLC and it went up to like 2000, and I got to 1425 on it. And then at that point, it was all like Chaos Squads and multiplayer stuff, which by the way, as an aside, multiplayer achievements and trophies are garbage, unless it's a multiplayer only game. Um, but um, I, I like the trophy system. I don't know. I just, I like the UI. I mean, I know the PS5 UI could definitely use some improvements in some areas, like the definite glitch where, oh, uh, you un- you uninstall the game and it went to the left of the PlayStation Store. Like, Dev's still dealing with the Cyberpunk thing because he doesn't own it, so he can't, he can't uh, <laughs> install it to download that's, it again. Like, that's, that's a, such a small thing. I'm not even dealing with it. I completely forgot about it, to be honest. Like, I don't even see it. <laughs> okay, but my point being is you asked why we come, right? Like, I don't know. I just, I like the UI. I've, uh, most of my friends played PlayStation before. Some of them moved on to PC now, but like, I don't know. I just, I, I like it, but I didn't come to PlayStation yeah. because of the exclusives. Like I came to PlayStation because it's what I had when I was young and I've just grown yeah. up with it. Yeah. Again, I'm of the opinion that, and I know again, I've said this time and time again, I don't care if you start putting your exclusives on other platforms. Great. More people get to play it. Like, but I'm the odd one out on that because th- that's how businesses make money is by exclusives. Like I get that, but I'm also of the opinion that if if these companies started publishing their games on each other's platforms, it'd be better for everybody. So, yeah, it would be. But then it becomes like, why do we even need all these different boxes? Just yeah. make one box called the PC and put everything there. I I would, but I, I totally get you. I will add this to it. Sony does a good job with second party exclusives as well. So it's not only like, hey, you got the first party exclusives, you got the games like Until Dawn, that that's an excellent, excellent game that people a lot of people think was a first party game if you didn't know it about it because it's only on PlayStation. But you, then you have like um, Death Stranding or 1886. You have all these other games that are just only on PlayStation. That's kind of even Persona, mm-hmm. Persona. That's another great one. Persona 5 is only on PlayStation. So it's kind of like, yeah, these are the reasons why you want to go play PlayStation. It's kind of like, do you really? It's not only, what I'm saying. It's not only the first party games you got to look at like, oh, this is why people come. You also have these second party, like Yakuza just got the Xbox. We've been playing the Yakuza series for years on PlayStation. And I think that's a very important aspect of it as well. Like it's not only just those first party games. There's a whole bunch of great, second party games that we just only got on places for a long time but yeah that's opening up more now but we still have that and even yeah. now we, we got Returnal yeah. coming up <laughs> yeah I think yeah. that a lot of this the, the this headlining is very misleading that they're only it, like when you see that people think oh they're only making AAA games I, I just think that they they 
they push and they put more money and backing towards the AAA games because that is what drives the sales of their console. But they're not not making the smaller games. They're not not having these, you know, second party studios make games. You still have those games coming and PlayStation is still very good at trying to ink an exclusive third party deal, whether it be a timed exclusive like a death loop or uh, whatever that other game is that's coming from Bethesda that's on their system. What is it called? It's, it's some weird game. I forgot what it's called. But no, you, you talk about uh, Ghostwire Ghost Tokyo. Yes. That one. That one. So, like, they still, like, Sony is good at making those deals to get those, like, timed exclusives on their systems. That way they don't have to put forth all the budget or whatnot um, towards having, like, a first-party studio make it. They still make those deals. Like, of course, they're going to push the AAA games because that's what drives people to buy their consoles. But they still are going to have a stable of all of these 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 indies and the second party games. And you think Shuhei Yoshida is just sitting there not rounding up indies like he loves that stuff. Of course, we're still going to see all of that. But the major marketing push is definitely going to be towards the games that sell the system. So I don't necessarily think that it's an obsession where we're only making this stuff. It's just like that's what helps us move our console. So that's a lot of the times financially where we have to put our, our money and why it may seem like kind of, you know, like not the greatest move or people may be bothered by it in the way like all the teams have been moved around, like Ben being moved to make an Uncharted game under, you know, the supervision of, of Naughty Dog. While for those developers, it may suck because they're not working on what they want to work on. It's kind of like a lot of times you see that in the industry. And that's why you have so much movement within the industry. People are constantly leaving teams and going elsewhere. Everybody's like, oh my God, why are you leaving this company? Like people get like so like butthurt because they're so attached to this person at this particular studio. But people leave because like they're creatives and if they're not creating what they want to create, they're going to go somewhere that allows them to do that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that studio was falling apart because again, it's constant, just, you know, yeah. you know, turning like people are coming in and yeah, while Bioware now is not the Bioware of a forest because they have new people there. And that doesn't mean that they're not going to make great games. It just may mean they're not, they don't make the game for you, but the game for you may exist at a different studio and that's okay. Know. Yeah. I'm just I'm very excited for Legendary Edition and honestly I know it's mostly just touch up work for remasters but like I think this is a like the whole argument of like oh the BioWare of now is this is de- like BioWare is dead if they don't succeed in the next game they're dead which with the A might be true but my point being is that like everyone makes that argument that oh it's not the same BioWare that made Mass Effect 2 yeah of course, people move on or move to new studios, right? Like, most recent example I can think of is Darby from Ubisoft. He just left after 10 years, right? He hasn't announced his next project, but he's definitely going to work on something creative because that's who he was. He was a narrative designer, right? Like, like I don't know, like Drew, I forget what his last name is, but like he just came back to Insomniac, right? Like, I don't know. The I have a perfect bio, example point, for you, by the way. Okay, but my, my point about Bioware is that this new game, yes, it's a remaster, but it's also an opportunity to show what the new Bioware, the Bioware that exists today, can do. The Coalition. Perfect example what you're talking about. They made, um, they the original Gears was not made by the Coalition. <laughs> no, I know. It was made, it was made by, um... Flippy B. Yeah, yeah Flippy B. Go. Coalition picked up the ball, 
did their, they made gears different. They did their own thing and it worked. And sometimes you just need that different vision. Like yeah. that dude bro vision of Gears of War was cool for that time. <laughs> but mm-hmm. when Cliffy B left and that dude bro, hey, we're manly man vision left, it changed gears. But in a lot of ways it made gears better because they had a different yeah. vision for it. You know, Kate is amazing. Kate, Kate is a fantastic character. I, I love Kate. Don't 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 tell Kevin that. Yeah, sometimes Kevin you... already knows how I feel. <laughs> I will literally, I will literally walk over to the other side of the room and grab my limited edition Kate Wintered Armor Xbox One controller right now, just for Kevin. I was, I was, I was just kidding. I know. Sometimes I know. you, it's sometimes okay. you need that okay. that change. Sometimes you need that. Hey, we have a new vision that we want to put into this game, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work, and sometimes you gotta just sometimes change is good. That's my point, basically. Yeah, sometimes I agree. Yeah, God of War. And for example, every coalition, that. you there you go. That's another one. Yeah, yeah. But you also have the the like the floundering period of like three four three taking over for Bungie. Like there was some 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 rough patches there, but you know they also developed really good games. So. And I think that's the problem of getting hung up on studios. Like, you constantly get hung up on the studio that makes the game, the name behind who's making the game, when a lot of times there's so much turnover in those studios that you have to, like, kind of disconnect from the studio and who's making the game and start looking at the games and be like, is this a game that I want to play? Like, because if it's one team that makes makes the game here and then you've got like a whole different team between part one and part two making it, it may not be the same, you know? So getting hung up on trying to be like, I'm going to buy everything that BioWare makes when between every release, it may be a completely different team, a different group of people, a different vision making those games. It's kind of hard to just continually back a studio when there's so much change in the industry. So for me, like a lot of times I, I try not to even, and this is just me personally, I try not to pay attention too much to who's making the games and just look at what the games are and is it something that I want to play. So that's that's I mean, just my take on it. I mean, and I that, think that just get excited for games. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, it's just, this is all just based on, again, like, Yes, again, Jason Schreier is great at his track record, but it's all speculation. We we won't know mm-hmm. until something is said. I definitely think this Last of Us thing has credence, though. Like, by the time this remake is ready, it'll probably be time for the Last of Us show on HBO to come out. Like, yeah, I definitely think it has credence. Like, yeah, I everything agree. else, I think that every- it's going to tie into the show. Everything else is is rumor and speculation. We won't really know. Um, if that David Jaffe story you talked about earlier is true, I think we'll probably hear about that around June. Um, mm-hmm. probably because again, Sony doesn't like to talk. Uh, I like a blog post for Hey, you can now use the internal extra storage space with an M2 drive makes sense, but a blog post for a Game Pass Counterpunch, I think, doesn't. You know, like, I think they actually need to go into depth on what that is. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. So, you know, the future of Sony is up in the air, according to this article. We'll see what all shakes out. We'll see if we get any kind of official announcements of anything from Sony. And I I don't think that we will 
at least not until maybe E3 time or some kind of state of play or some kind of cool announcement or whatnot of what they're doing. But I think that we're just going to be sitting on this for a while. I do think that if there is a, a, a Last of Us remake, that it will coincide with the releasing of the story to get new eyes on the originals, you know, what the, what the show is made from. Um, and they'll be able to play it in a way that doesn't feel so dated. I think that if they are doing a remake, this is that's why. It'll just be like, hey, here's this show. Here is what the show is based on. And it's been remade to not feel like you're playing a PS3 game. So that's what I think. Yeah. And thank you, D-Life HD. Daniel was, was cracking. Thank you for coming out and supporting the show. Glad you love it. All right, well, that's going to do it for episode 79 of the PlayStation Experience. We hope you enjoyed yourself. Please feel free to holler at us over on the Twitters at PlayStation XP. Stop by our blog at psvg.blog or the Discord at psvg.blog slash Discord and join us in our shenanigans there. Just as a side note, we are going to end up I believe in May we are going to get rid of our master feed, which houses everything. Um, and we will have individual feeds for all of our shows. So if you want PlayStation XP, subscribe to PlayStation XP on your podcast service of choice. If you want Xbox Empire, subscribe to that. Um, all of our other shows, just subscribe to each show individually because eventually that master feed will be going away. Um, and if you're a Patreon uh, subscriber, we still are going to have all that stuff in the back end of our Patreon. So the uh, the Dollar Cinema, the Strong yeah. Style, the DLC episodes, one of which just released for Garrett, which was interesting. It was great, great, great show. I can't believe he didn't know the, the enemies in Pac-Man. That just, that hurt my heart, Garrett. It hurt my heart. But um, we've got tons of content still coming. Just wanted to give people a heads up about that Master Feed going away and for each show to have its own subscription. That way you can subscribe to just the shows you want and not have to worry about not listening to the ones that you don't. So with that in mind, let me give a shout out to our patrons at the producer level. Mr. Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Callow, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Root Days 93, Ben Moxham, Rob Emanuel, Nick Fahar, Paul Calicote, Kyle Heyman, Grouchy Surge, myself, Josh the Bonesaw Barbone, RJ Kern, and Horse Girl 69. Thank you all for joining us in the journey that is PSVG. And with that, let the people know where they can find you, Delvin. You're muted. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Devil underscore Cox and check out the Devil Cox experience anywhere you get podcasts. Speaking of that, I just became, you know, a patron and now I have my Delvin Cox experience mask. There you Thank go. You, You're welcome, brother. <laughs> And where can the people find you, Haley? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Shepard Zarel. Uh, you can find me on your game platform of choice at Haley Zarel. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Haley Zarel. Like I said, um, currently still putting all my energy into trying to find a job because it's been six months and I've had one interview. Uh, please help if you can. <laughs> um, Send jobs. Uh, Send <laughs> jobs here. Like, like, like literally... Uh, I've stated before, expected return, uh, like, I'll, I definitely want to, like, go back to streaming, but, like, 
at the moment, I'm slating like Resident Evil Village Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Maybe even uh, end of April for the Wrath of the Druids DLC for Valhalla. But currently, again, like I'm, I'm just putting all that energy into trying to find a job. Um, on top of that, if you want to follow my shenanigans where I made an excellent Hitman joke uh, over on Tumblr and had a Hitman blog... Uh, reblog me and go why didn't i think of this uh you can find me at haleyzarell.tumblr.com uh for reference i will repeat the joke here i am probably going to get hate for this but uh prince philip is dead excellent work agent 47 now make your way to an exit (laughs) wow yeah and you can find me (laughs) pretty much everywhere just gonna move right past that no yeah, come on it's great everywhere hey, mean, that was great that was great i come appreciate on. it when everybody makes that face and it's not for me saying something crazy <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you figured it out but i'm not really a fan of the british monarchy no one is yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, dude was ninety nine. It was uh, he lived. He lived a lot. Also, I love, so. I love, I love all the news articles that are just like, "How did he die? Why did he die? Uh, cause he's ninety nine. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That photo of him leaving the hospital. I was like, he's not dead. Like, <laughs> he definitely looked like he was a uh, <laughs> necromancer living on some borrowed time. Living on borrowed time for real. Ninety nine. No, it looks like yeah. Skeletor. <laughs> need we say more? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic! Think we'll continue oh celebrating God. the life of DMX here. Like this, is the US. We ain't got to worry about DMX. No, we got to worry about no Prince Williams. We good. We got our uh, own problems. That's right. What a way and to end that, the show. Huh? X gonna give it to you. This has been a production of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. 